Limit Break Radio. <laughs> Limit Breaking News. www.limitbreakradio.com Welcome to another edition of Limit Breaking News. Today, we're talking about the recently wrapped up Premier Site Summit for 2008. Joining me in the studio, I've got Sale. Sale, how you doing? I'm doing all right. How about you? Oh, uh, not bad. Joining us on Skype, we've got Kahlo. Kahlo, how you doing, Yo, man? What's up? Oh, I'm, I'm doing. Yeah? That sounds yep. so spirited. Yeah, it's been, bo- been really boring lately, so hopefully this... Uh, Got some news here that can uh, get me excited. All right. Well, hopefully, joining us also on Skype, we've got the big return to the show, Ghani Man from FFXcyclopedia. How's it going, Ghani? Good. Been a long time. Yeah, it has been a long time. It's real good to hear from you again. Joining us also from the uh, IGN FFXI Vault, got Opal Flame. Opal, how's it going? Hey there. Great, you guys? Oh, doing well, doing well. Mm -hmm. And also rounding out the group tonight for apparently no reason, we've got Dash Knocker. Dash, welcome. How's it going? Well, thanks for making me feel so welcome to this, this group of big names here. Oh, no, you know I'm just pulling mainstay, your leg. Mainstay, premier guest, premier guest, and uh, this guy. <laughs> we're, uh, we're, we're glad to have you as always, man. It's good to talk to you, good to hear from you again. How you doing? I'm doing great. Great. Glad to hear from you. All right. So uh, the first thing that we want to spend some time talking about is Opal and Ghani. You guys just got back from this year's 2008 Premier Site Summit. How was it? It was pretty amazing. Yeah, I had a good time. It was my first time going. I know Ganyman's been there before, but I know for me it was pretty amazing getting to meet everybody, and it was really awesome. I, uh, I think we had a better crowd of... Uh, premier site attendees this year than last year. Right on. It sounds like a great event. There have been write-ups uh, on all of the premier sites, and uh, the the write-ups have been really, really favorable. It sounds like they treated you guys really, really well out there. Yeah, they uh, they really took care of us. They put us up in a hotel and you know, kind of wine and dine us for a day. <laughs> yep. Uh, the food, the food is uh, is something to be jealous of. I, uh, just today, I was uh, listening to uh, to Ghani, your appearance on Pet Food Alpha, uh, the uh, the very last night of the summit. That's uh, that's very cool. Some of the some of the restaurants that you were talking about sounded. Oh, I was so jealous. There's nothing like that around here in Nord. <laughs> yeah, I don't really remember uh, recording. It was a very long day. <laughs> and, you know, I was three hours ahead of LA time. So when we look at the clock and it's two o'clock, it's really five o'clock, and it's oh yeah, oh man, that that must have been uh, that must have been pretty brutal. Yeah, it was worth it though. You know, the whole trip. Get was off it. the brutal zone. <laughs> oh man, it's uh, yeah. It sounds just like a blast. Okay, so um, <laughs> let's let's get down to business. What is what are some of the stuff that they uh, that Square Enix was showing to you guys out at the the summit? Opal, why don't you tell them? Because I went last year, so uh, let's see let's see your feelings on it. All right. Well, um, a lot of it was based on. Uh, on the latest Nigel weapons, which are being brought out in the next update, we all got a chance to kind of sit down, try them out. We all actually had a white mage with us as well that was supposed to keep us alive. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> supposed to. <laughs> I heard they were uh, not exactly doing so well. <laughs> I, think, I think those white mages were the only ones who died, actually. I think everybody else lived. <laughs> I think there must have been a problem when they actually had set up the characters or something because no one else died except for the white mages. And no one else, I don't think anyone else even came close to dying. Yeah, I don't think we needed white mages at all, to be honest. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> you just needed them for comedy relief. Yeah. Great. <laughs> action, 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 and then white mage falls dead. So, from what I understand, uh, each different premiere site got a different weapon to check out. Um, so, uh, of of your respective weapons, uh, Ghani and Opal, which ones did you guys uh, pull? Uh, we got the the dragoon item. Uh, I don't even know how to pronounce it. It's okay. It's, either do we? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's odd. We never know how. No, <laughs> it was uh, it was very cool though to give it a try. The animations are just amazing, and uh, the uh, the the damage I was doing was just 
you know, more than what I was expecting. I wasn't even buffing myself or anything. Uh, and we were just destroying the mobs. But, I mean, we were also fighting some pretty easy mobs. We are doing that, the Mamuja, you know, three-man BCNM that they did at FanFest. Oh, okay, okay. So you get the TP regen, and you can just spam and spam and spam. Yeah, so you're just killing basically everything in sight. Yeah. Now, the animations oh, were just, they're, they're some of the best animations, I think, uh, to date. They really did a nice job on them. Yeah, the the it seems like the Square Enix motion capture team has really been setting the bar high between you know the new Wings of the Goddess cutscenes and uh, apparently the animations for these new weapon skills. Uh, I'm I'm really encouraged by uh, by that. That sounds really great. They're setting out to do themselves again and again. Yeah, no kidding. Opal, which uh, which uh, weapon did you end up getting? We ended up getting the thief weapon. I'm pretty sure but i can't promise that i'm pretty sure it was actually called the vajra um or that's how you pronounce it i know what it's called but pronouncing it is another thing (laughs) (laughs) yeah we're all and they're hard to pronounce anything we're all too familiar with (laughs) that don't worry Ours was actually really interesting because we uh, we were first up with Alakazam, and, but when we went to go in, they actually didn't program our weapon, so we went to go in, but we had no stats, no weapon skill. We go in, we're like, all right, this is going to be awesome, and we're like, it's not doing anything, we don't have it there. Oh, no. <laughs> so they kind of had to stop and explaining everything of what was going on. They had to kind of go back, and they're like, all right, let's get this adjusted, go back in, and... But yeah, as Ganyman said, like the graphics are just amazing. They're just so amazing. So now what I what I'm understanding from from reading between uh the different write-ups is that and also um the official announcement that Square Enix made uh I want to say yesterday uh that the weapon skills that are going to be acquired in conjunction with these mythic weapons are going to be entirely separate quests so that casual players can actually uh experience these weapon skills while the mythic weapons as they've been termed now are st- are, are designed to be as challenging as uh, the relic weapons from Dynamis, correct? I don't know that uh, getting the weapon skill is going to be for the casual player. You're still going to have to get the 4-100, and you're still going to have to get the Nizel weapon to drop uh, in order to log the quest or, or whatever. So you still need the weapon. It just doesn't have to be upgraded. Right. Oh, okay. Casual gamer. And, and getting to floor 100 is a challenge. You know, not everybody yeah. there, you know? So, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I've, some I, people I, are fortunate enough to already have these drops, and they're mm-hmm. just going to be able to, you know, at the update, bam, they're going to go get weapon skills. But I wouldn't say it's exactly for the casual player. I mean, maybe some of my friends are just a little more casual than the Square Enix definition. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's see. Maybe not casual. Maybe just not the hardcore Right, yeah, right. it's it's not like uh, you it, not like with, the relic weapon people, <laughs> right? Where you have to finish it to actually get that you, weapon right. skill. Yeah, you could. It sounds like you'll be able to. You know, you can six man all the way to four one hundred, mm-hmm. and I think you'll probably be able to like six man the battle for the for the weapon skill. So, if, you know, you don't need a large group to achieve it. All I know, Annie, is this is how we're going to make a little bit of money. If you get to the second floor two times. Then at that point, the weapon that drops will always be the weapon 100%. of the job who has the right the uh, the disc. So all we have to do is find somebody who has all jobs, get a floor 100 disc for the second time, and we'll start taking people up for money. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's brilliant. That's yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, oh, they will pay. Oh yeah, that's that. That's a really, really smart idea. And next, next time you log on, you'll have a GM standing next to you, going, "Yeah, so what are you planning on doing now? <laughs> what, what was that? <laughs> you thought we didn't oh, listen to your show? Surprise!" <laughs> Feeling you'll get Nizel. fed to Jormy. <laughs> what Nizel, what <laughs> <did> you want? <laughs> Uh, so okay, the 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 uh, the, the Nizul Isle weapons that's that's something definitely to look forward to in the next update. Um, there was a big there there was a Q and A session uh, with uh, the the development team, correct? Yeah. Yes. 
what what kind of I mean uh, they're they're they've been posted everywhere, and I know that uh, that actually Kala, one of your questions got answered. Mm-hmm. Uh, Opal nice. Opal taking actually a question from uh, from each of the hosts. Well, from from uh, Kahlo, Sale, and I uh, out to uh, the uh, Premier Site Summit. So Kahlo is actually his uh, the the only question of ours that actually got answered. Um, so uh, so I, I don't know who wants to. Uh, does, does anyone want to actually like take a second and 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 read the response? Because I'm sure that Kahlo would love that. <laughs> It was actually it was actually a really interesting one. Um, I think at first when we'd asked it, they thought more that we were wanting to know if they were gonna more nerf more jobs. But we we kind of went back to it and we're like, well, this was more what the question was. Um, I'm actually just gonna see if I can pull up the exact wording on that question because <laughs> I know I had it, but unfortunately there are so many emails in here <laughs> that trying to find just the one. All right, so Kellogg's was actually, uh, lately Vanadiel seems to have entered the age of TP burn, not just merits and XP parties, but even Sky Gods and beyond. Heavy damaging jobs, such as Warriors, Dark Knights, still getting upgraded adjustments to help them wreak more havoc. As a result, other melee jobs, whose primary focus isn't deal straight damage, but rather helping tactical ways, such as Steve's Osada, seems to be more besnuffering. Uh, the introduction of the Doom Void event and forcing the use magic bursting, such as on Omega King Arthro, is an interesting change of tactics. But what other changes have been considered so melee jobs whose strength doesn't lie in damage numbers can we expect? Their main answer for that was that they are working on a new system that's going to be involving magic as well. It sounds kind of like a skill chain system, only new and revised and whole new kind of setup. Um, they also did say that they're looking at the job adjustments, especially for Thief or for other jobs, as being aimed more towards what they're actually intending to do with the job. Oh, okay. So, Kala, was that, it, was that the response you were looking for? No, it was a response I thought I was going to get, though. They basically said, uh, you know, Thief isn't meant for heavy damage. You know, it's meant for controlling hate, which we do well. The only problem is, how do you do your job well when no one lets you do your job? Well, I guess that's a that's a question opposed to the community rather than to the devs. And yep. what a nice long wordy question too. <laughs> well, what was your question? Oh, I don't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> so what what are some what are some of the other tidbits uh, that came out during the the Q and A? Um, uh, there recently there was uh, there was a, a game watch interview uh, with some of the developers that was actually a really telling interview. Uh, so I, I'm kind of curious to find out what were some of your highlights uh, as far as responses you got from the dev team. Honestly, I feel like that they didn't answer many of our questions at all. I think only one question we submitted was answered, and it was like one of the weaker questions. Uh, I think we submitted some pretty complicated questions and and some pretty tough ones that I'm sure they shied away from. Uh, they just were like, yeah, right, we're not answering that, or uh, that's going to take too much time. Um, we had some pretty bulky questions. so Even uh, bulkier actually- than Kalos? That's impressive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, some of them were pretty long and lengthy and... Um, you know, we got some help from the community and people compiled lists and we had, we must have had 50 or 60 questions to choose from and we wow. just picked what we thought was hardest uh, and what we, we, we tried to merge things together into one question to maximize a potential answer and I think maybe it was just too much. I think that that Game Watch interview definitely revealed more than what we got out of the summit. Uh, there were some interesting things out of the summit, um, but I think one thing the community needs to understand is that the Premier Sites Summit is not for big reveals or anything like that. That's not the purpose. We go to the summit to talk about the role of the Premier Sites and their relationship with Square Enix and how we can work together to hype up the community and to just try and make things fun for everyone and we're an outlet for Square Enix to do that. And that's 
that was the majority of what the day was about. Um, the Q&A was kind of a bonus. The Nizel stuff was a bonus. The Q&A had some fun questions, though. There was the question of the hairdresser. You know, can we get a hairdresser? And I think people have been kind of asking that for a long time. It's not something that's game-breaking. I think people would... The, the hardcore community wants some hardcore answers, and the hairdresser isn't going to satisfy those people. <laughs> uh, there's, you know, there were other questions out there. Some were kind of related to, like, mob background. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the everyone's got their write-ups, so I won't go through, like, all the questions, but there were questions about, you know, where did... Uh, the weapon moms come from like what's their history but I think some of those things you can piece together on your own if you just play all the quests and like you know advance all the jobs and go through the artifact quests and things mm-hmm. like that and, and like the Zillar missions it's going to reveal a lot of that for you I think I was hoping for more from the Q&A myself when I reflect on it I can understand why the questions that were selected were the ones that were selected sure uh, they are willing to try and allow the premier sites to submit more questions. Uh, and, you know, we'll try and do a scheduled Q and a, or, uh, who knows when they'll allow it, but it, it's one of the, uh, one of the things they're offering to the premier sites. And that's what the summit is about is what can they offer us, uh, over the next year. Uh, it wasn't to get, you know, anything immediate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what we got was a bonus. Very cool. Very cool. And I'll, and, and we'll get back to that in, uh, in just a second, talking about what, uh, uh, different, different, uh, maybe future things that we could see out of the premier sites in the future. But Opal, I wanted a chance to ask you, what were some of your highlights from the Q and a, I think definitely one of them was kind of one that, uh, that we had asked that he had touched on with the, with the weapons. We'd actually asked a series of storyline questions, uh, I think we were kind of hoping for a little bit more from that because we kind of knew because we played through most of those storylines. So I think we were hoping for a little bit more like beyond just what you see in those cutscenes. Mm-hmm. But they did kind of say that, you know, yes, you're only going to really know what you see in those cutscenes. So I think maybe we're just kind of hoping that in the missions and everything that with the new um, Wings of the Goddess that we're going to actually see some more storyline and some more interesting background things. And yeah, I kind of agree with Ganiman. I mean, I guess it was a lot of the questions that we were really hoping a lot of the hardcore questions kind of didn't get answered. But we did get some great things that we were wanting to hear about. I mean, there was definitely the announcement of Corsair, Blue Mage, and Puppet Master getting their AF in the mm-hmm. next update. So that was definitely a big one as well that I know made a lot of people happy and dynamis being lowered as well so yeah definitely yeah, that's yeah the dynamis was a good one to hear i don't think you know they kind of hinted to the uh, artifact or the relic armor in one of their images mm-hmm. uh, the dynamis one was a, a pleasant one to hear because i think before they're like no we're not reducing prices and now they're like yeah we'll do it which is good news yeah that yeah. De- definitely I know there are some jobs out there that kind of really after after the whole interview or after the question and answers, they probably didn't really feel quite satisfied, like thieves with their damage or with the damage not really being changing and with them working on more, you know, the tactical side of it mm-hmm. or white majors with the uh, what's happening in campaign. But I mean, they're hopefully uh, we'll be able to work and see what else we can get and what other answers we might be able to get later because they did also say they're going to still try to get the questions answered that we asked or answer some more of them so you guys might still get your questions answered hopefully <laughs> cool cool <That> be interesting. <laughs> looking forward to it so um what what are some of the things that we could possibly be seeing uh coming up with the premiere sites uh as far as interacting with the community and with square enix um what are some things that were that were not maybe discussed or or some things that are happening in the future? They are willing to work with each of the premier sites to hold in-game or out-of-game events. So we can run events on our websites or on multiple websites or in the game, and they will give us a certain level of support in that. Uh, there is a possibility of GM support for some in-game events. 
and they will give away prizes, possibly uh, like a nomad cap or something like that. Maybe like past event items. Oh, okay, gotcha. The likeliness of them creating a new item for us is probably really slim, but you know they want us to come up really with any cool. crazy idea we can think <laughs> of, and if it's a really really cool thing and they're really in love with it, you know, then they'll probably do it. Uh, so that's one of the other good things that uh, that one resource that they're trying to give to us. Very cool. Yeah, another one. Another one, too, is that they're also going to work with us and get us the information a little bit ahead of time so we can work and, you know, have a really big launch prepared for when they're going to give us some really awesome information. So we're going to kind of be able to prepare better for when we actually release it to everyone, too. Right. Awesome. Very cool. I think that um, the opening of communication between, you know, company and, and community and ultimately, you know, you guys are the voices of the community, You're the you, you know, the largest outlets for information and for, uh, you know, community gathering. So, I, I've, you know, I think it's appropriate uh, that, you know, the interaction is there. And I think that that's, that's also, uh, pretty unique in the world of, uh, of, uh, online gaming. Uh, I think that that just speaks to how well, um, Square Enix is starting to understand the community and what we want. And at least, uh, you know, really trying to figure it out. Yeah, I'm really happy that they want to uh, try and strengthen relationships. Last year's summit was a good start, but I'm not sure all of the sites tried to use what Square Enix was trying to offer last year. Um, they restressed this year, you know, like, don't be shy about emailing us. Don't be shy. Find us on AIM. You know, get in touch with us. If you have questions, we want to help. We want to be involved. Um, they're going to try and get themselves logged into our website again. Uh, last year we made them an account so you can see when they're like on our forums so people can know that they're watching and, uh, they just kind of stopped logging in, but it doesn't mean that they stopped watching. So Mm -hmm. we made them aware, you know, people really like to see that and they're kind of wondering what's going on. Uh, so they, they're going to make more effort to log in, but you know, they do over the last few days, I can tell you they are all over the premiere sites. Um, they've been communicating with each of us a lot, relaying information. Uh, they are watching. Awesome. Well, that's it's good to know that they are. Uh, I, I think, I don't know, I think I feel a lot better about that. Um, so, uh, so one of the last things that I, I kind of wanted to touch on, uh, was, um, I'm hearing rumblings possibly of a fan fest this year. Um, and we're talking this year in, before December 31st. So uh, can, can either of you say for sure or with any certainty if that's happening? Well, they were really kind of elusive towards it. We tried to keep getting some information about it, but they didn't really want to say anything that would say, you know, definitely. They kind of hinted that they might have another fan fest, but they really didn't want to say anything until kind of at the end uh, when Sage Honey kind of said, see you at fan fest. So we're kind of, we're pretty sure that it's going to be happening. Just whether it's going to be this year or exactly when it's going to be is going to be the big question. Well, I think um, they're definitely going to have a fan fest. It sounds like yeah. they just don't—they just don't know when because they don't have a venue booked for it. So they're looking at places. They don't—they don't have one selected. So you know, there's no guarantee it's going to happen this year. Uh, if you look at their previous years, how they handled it—you know, last year—I don't think you found out till where it was until sometime in, in August. You know, and you only had like a month and a half or something like that to, to get there. <laughs> oh boy. So, that might happen again. It might be next year. Um, but they also said that they would like to see more involvement from the premier sites in the uh, in FanFest. Great. Uh, there's no specifics. They just wanted to know if we wanted to help out more. Um, and everybody said yes. Everybody was like, yes, yes, yes. So Very uh, cool. I'd be surprised if anybody said no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very, very cool. Awesome. So that's that's something to look forward to. The possibility of a fan fest uh, this year or early next year. Uh, I think that I I, I I had such a blast at last year's fan fest. Uh, that is such fantastic news. 
yeah, I missed you guys last year. So I hope to catch you next time around. Absolutely. That we're, we're going to, we're going to have a party. A I'm big, just looking huge forward party. to going this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it it was it was like it, it's something that still stands out in in my memory to this day. It was like three days of a dream. It was great. <laughs> um, is there some? I didn't go to Fan Fest last year and, or the year before, and something always comes up. Last year, my wife was pregnant, so and we were due like I was in the delivery room, and you guys were at Fan Fest. Yeah, so yeah, I wasn't. Um, you know, had no chance of going. Um, but from your experience going, um, is there some, you know, you saw our booth and Alakazam booth and every other thing they had going on. Is there something that you guys would like to see enhanced about FanFest? Oh, you know, man. New or an LBO booth. That's what I <laughs> there was we go. There we go. <laughs> no, not just, not necessarily um, even an LBR booth, like just a uh, podcast booth for, you uh, know, whatever. Honestly, about your booth, though, um, I know our guys had a hard time with the booth last year because, you know, they're announcing stuff over here on a stage and your booth is over here and you got to like get people to man the booth and you can't have, not everybody can be roaming around, you know, and, and you kind of want to roam around. You don't want to be tied to a booth. Oh yeah. Yeah, for uh, sure. So as a media outlet, such as yourselves, uh, a booth might be cool to have a banner and stuff, but you might find yourselves like we can't do what we do because we're tied over here. That's yeah. that's a good point. That's a good point. I actually never thought of it that way. Hey, we can go out and shift. Not to discourage <laughs> you, I'm just saying. Um, it <laughs> might be it might be work that would impair you know getting uh, right walking around with. The, I know you walked around with a microphone last year, right? And you like kind of hit up all these different people. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. If you think they're going to come to your booth, they might not. You know, <laughs> that's true. That's not true. That, not that people don't love you guys. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> well yeah i guess we'll find out uh if uh, you know i, I kind of did put that in that request in so uh, but we'll, is there something else like you would you like to see like more i don't know dude t-shirts time opportunities t-shirts new, man new t-shirts I, dude i would love to see t-shirts out there that that was the one thing i was really hoping for um, and I know, I know that, uh, I did get an FFX cyclopedia shirt out there, which I still, I was wearing that yesterday. Is it the black one? Yeah. Like that's yeah. me on the back. Yeah. Yeah. I love that shirt. I wear it as, as often as I can, but yeah, no official, like official <laughs> FFX IT shirts. That would be really cool. I, I, they, they had like the nation t-shirts or something, didn't they? But those are kind of lame, aren't they? I don't think so. I didn't see those. I, All I remember are the nation rings. Yeah, there was there was just oh, yeah. the rings and there was some other there was like a stuffed baby chocobo. Uh and maybe there was, uh Opal and I can pass the word along that they would like to more people would like to see some new uh t-shirts and merchandise. Yeah, so yeah, just buy just, or whatever. Yeah. No, they did have Nation shirts from a couple years back. I think it was actually at the Rochester Fan Festival. I know they had them. A friend of mine was actually there, and he had a Sandoria shirt. And I've seen a few people also at some of the conventions that we've been at, and we've recognized them by having an actual Nation shirt. But I don't really think it's something that they sell that much anymore. So Yeah, I, I haven't seen them around. Um, I know that there are like a host of fan-made FFXI t-shirts out there. But I've never, I've never actually seen official like Square Enix. Yeah. But the big question is, are there LBR T-shirts? Oh, uh, <laughs> blowing our surprises. Um, we're working on it actually. Okay. Uh, we're hopefully a couple of weeks from getting those. Have you ever had any T-shirts? No, no. We've uh, tried before. You know, uh, initially we we didn't want to go. We're, we're 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 thinking about going now through like a cafe press sort of thing. And uh, uh, initially, we were just we were going to screen print them ourselves because I I have I have screen printing experience in the past, and so does uh, Erufalian. And uh, we were working on it, and we had two screens, and then they ended up uh, having to get destroyed. And yeah, it it didn't end up working out so well. So uh, we're looking into other options at the moment. Well, not to pitch my friend, but all the shirts <laughs> that we've had made up. Um, it's actually my best friend from a long time ago, and he was my best man at my wedding. Oh, wow. But, uh, might be able to get you a deal. Uh, that, hey, hey, that, that would be great. 
cracking crack some deals here on the air. <laughs> hmm. To leave this in the show or to make it be a surprise. I didn't we'll drop see. his name. <laughs> if you want to drop his name, yeah, go for it. Classic clothing. Done. It's yep. that's there. That's a plug for classic clothing. And uh so yeah, maybe maybe we'll that's what we'll end up doing. But we're getting we're getting our images together and ready for it because we're trying to get um some uh some unique t shirts. So uh it's it's and gonna we- be Hopefully, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to hype it. I don't know. I don't want to hype it too much, but I know that there is uh, Tom too is behind the T-shirt. So uh, I was gonna say, if, if we could get our art, artist off the couch for once in a while, maybe we have him out here a bit sooner. <laughs> yeah, there we go. There well, we he's go. He's got to stop opening his mouth and putting his foot in it. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Well, that's great. It sounded like uh, the the premiere site summit was a blast, uh, you know, as it was last year, Ghani. Uh, so it was good to talk to you again about that. Um, real quick, though, uh, before we end up heading out of here, uh, earlier we had talked about uh, this Game Watch interview and uh, Pet Food Alpha. Yeah, Pet Food Alpha uh, put up an entire news article about this, and that's actually where I'm where I'm pulling this from. Although I have to say that this was uh, translated by Elmer the Point and posted over at uh, Blue Garter as well. So you can check it out there on their forums. But this is a very telling interview, and uh, I think that there are some really interesting responses um, and some very, I don't know, almost uh, unlike Square Enix, there, there's some very candid uh, answers in here as well. Um, so I thought it was a, a very interesting interview. It's about eight pages. Uh, head on, head on over to, uh, petfoodalpha.com to check that out. Um, if you expect us to read the whole entire thing for you, <laughs> sorry, story time is not now. Yeah, it's, <laughs> uh, it is a huge interview. So I just wanted to, uh, touch on some of the, uh, the big things talked about, uh, in the course of this, uh, this eight page monster. So, uh, I, the first thing that really caught my eye and that I thought was really interesting is, uh, Square Enix's talk of a new party building system to make partying a little bit, uh, I think the, the the terminology that they used was a little bit more casual and maybe a little bit more fast paced to build parties. Um, so wh- I don't know. What do you guys, what do you guys make of this? This is a really, uh, I, you know, it's been the same party system uh, since the game started and now we're going to see an adjustment in it. What do you guys think could be the impact here? I think the problem with parties nowadays isn't really the building that makes it difficult. It's that everybody thinks that they have to party in Odd Ergen. So when you get into parties, it's where are we camping? If you don't know where your camp is and that it's free, your healers leave. If you don't have healers, your tank leaves. Then you're just stuck with a bunch of DDs. And then what are you going to do? So I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm excited like a TP about burn. it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm excited about it, but I'm, I'm, I'm really not sure what to expect because I, it's hard to put faith into just a party system when you have no faith in the people making the parties. I had a couple ideas. Um, well, I one idea, really. But I think it'd be seekers looking for leaders. I don't know if it'd be all that great for X. You know, a leader puts out a flag. It's like shouting, except anyone can go look at what your shout is. So I don't know if it'd be great for X, but for things like Divine Might or Silvero Runs, you know, someone could be out there farming goes, you know what, I really want a sober row today. And he just pulls up the menu, looks for anyone that's running a sober row party, and off he goes. That's an interesting idea. You can do that now, but nobody uses it. Yeah, the the, the comment system. Uh, I, so I, yeah, I it, that, that, that is very that. frustrating. Because there's so many specific things. There's no way they're going to have like a drop-down of... You know every possible thing that somebody could be looking for so they're gonna leave it up to you to like type in some free space and uh, they they already like give you different colors to categorize what you're looking for but hardly anyone uses it I think like the biggest use is for bazaars right now so people know what you have yeah or, or like if you're doing dynamis or something I think a big thing too with that as well is that you know if you search all 75s you're not gonna get the full list so you're not going to be, and you don't, even if you do, you're not going to want to sit there for hours and be like, oh, well, this person's doing this BCNM right. and this person's doing this. It's just, I think overall that would be way too time consuming. And that's why I think it's not really utilized there. Yeah. Saying yeah. what exactly they're going to come out with, though, is going to be a tough one, though, because there's a lot. I think maybe one thing that I was thinking about, and I was telling this to, uh, 
to my database manager uh, saying it would be awesome if they came out with kind of kind of like an NPC, but you get to pick, you know, what job they would be. So say you've got a full party, but you're just missing that one red mage. You could just get kind of like an NPC that would come in your party and that would basically do that for you. Well, you can you can level uh, your your NPC fellow up to seventy now. <laughs> that, uh, yeah, that they helps. actually kind of make decent healers. I just find that they run out of MP a little too fast. Well, plus they <laughs> don't they don't heal your party either. They just heal you, That's right. which is fine. Which is fine by me. <laughs> oh, it's always fine by you. When other people are dying, they might not be so happy about it. <laughs> make it mandatory so that the tank has a healer NPC. <laughs> <laughs> that would that would be an interesting application for uh, for NPCs, though I gotta say. Um, although the the amount of programming that it would take, I think that uh, uh, the the Square Enix's answer to be, to that might be uh, well, the PS2 has PS2 limitations. limitations. <laughs> <laughs> Lots yeah. of limitations. Yeah, we were, we we were joking around the other day, and I uh, I made the joke in game that you know. Winter Paladin's finally going to get some real DD capabilities. Well, you know, they're the PS2 limitations. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Another one of the thoughts that crossed my mind was that now with, uh, you know, a lot of players having a lot of different jobs at a lot of different levels, uh, could it be some way, some way like you're doing campaign on your level 75 whatever and you're seeking on your level 25 white mage? Does that kind of make sense? I don't know. Like, that's one of the things that uh, I, I thought of. That would be nice. I could actually yeah. level my subs that way. I think that'd be the biggest overhaul of the or enhancement to the seeking system. Um, Being able to do one thing and yet getting something done on another. Oh yeah, that I I think that's one of the biggest demands from the community right now. All right, well, uh, some of the other stuff that was talked about in the uh, the Game Watch interview, there was a lot of time spent and a lot of pages spent on the campaign elements adjustments. Um, so there are a lot of things about campaign that I think that a lot of the community hasn't realized, partially because it's not at all explained but um <laughs> they're like here's campaign go <laughs> yeah but uh but there are also more elements of campaign that we're going to be seeing in the future um such so- as the uh tactical kind of things where you put in a suggestion well that's the thing well the, that, that already the, exists the whole time yeah, yeah. all, all yeah. this stuff is already here it's just a matter of them showing us now like people mm-hmm. just think that it's like we go to the past and then you know randomly beastmen will attack and if we repel them then that's good if we don't they start taking over but it's so much more complicated than that you know we actually affect how well our npcs do you know how, mm-hmm. how strong they are or how weak they are the reason that you only see, you know, uh, healers in Vastok casting Protect 1 is because you're not telling Vastok to train them better, you know? So, I mean, it's it's a whole big complicated system that we just haven't seen yet. Well, you think constantly losing would kind of be a big sign that, you know, you need to train them better. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is Vastok we're talking about here. As the other nations are starting to go in. <laughs> Speaking of campaign and Wings of the Goddess... I was sitting at lunch right next to Sage Sunday and right next to Mochi, who's the uh, Japanese community guy, and he's got like direct access to the dev team. Uh, he, I, I asked them, so, you know, the Crystal War is t- supposed to be 20 years in the past, right? And they said, yeah, why? And I said, well, what happens when 20 years goes by game time in the past? Is it like the apocalypse or <laughs> does the game break? Like what happens? And they, they said, we didn't really think about that. So interesting. I thought it, it was a funny conversation. Uh, and I'm surprised, you know, that there's not, uh, maybe 20 years is too short. How fast does game time go? You know, well, yeah. it, it depends. Are you staying in the past for 20 years? Because I would assume every time you go through a maw, it takes you back to the same time. That's how I'd solve it anyhow. That makes sense, but I don't know if the game clock agrees with that. I never paid attention, so I can't say. <laughs> then again, if I was Square Enix, I'd just be like, STFU and GTFO, Gotti Man. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, well, and 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 we'll we'll spend a, a few minutes talking about uh, Wings of the Goddess storyline and and what might be coming up in the future. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I go, just going back onto uh, to the campaign elements for for just a sec here. Uh, I, I think one of the the most interesting things that they were talking about was uh, how how quickly a nation can spiral down, and I'm just I'm reminded of Odin Bastak, but uh, and I think I think that's a perfect example of of what's exactly happening, and um, and and the amount of of effort and also the amount of coordination that it'll take to get something you know to get out of uh, out of All that. Right. Uh, yeah, that that rut um, is uh, is it, it's 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 so difficult. I mean, Bastak is having so much trouble even taking back one zone. Uh, so I, I it, it's just it's the 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 uh, interview was definitely um, a very interesting tell uh, as far as uh, what we've been missing in campaign so far. And they've also talked about adding NPCs to help explain this process a little bit better. Yeah. I think at first, a lot of it was that they were actually hoping that players, players would try to figure it out a bit more for themselves and they wouldn't have to add the NPCs in. Um, so I think they, they almost seemed disappointed at the interview that we didn't figure as much out as they'd wanted. Um, I think you got but, a lot of players who are just calling it mini besieged, you know, yeah, and they don't, much. they don't follow the other parts of, you know, what affects campaign. Well, there, and, and there, there is so much like, uh, for example, there, you know, just recently, uh, Aridon and I, uh, started, uh, camping transporters in zones that aren't, uh, currently under attack. And you know what these they're they're basically like it's it's like the beastman equivalent of campaign ops and they're coming in um, and I think that there's actually an ops to counter it uh, I'm I'm not sure which it is uh, search and seizure I want to say something like that um, anyway so uh, the, if if you have sneak and invis up and you attack them from the back it's an automatic one hit kill but these things will regen uh, fortifications like each like. 10 fortifications per run. I'm not sure if that's exactly right, but I just thought that that, you know, like it, it, it's kind of like the equivalent of when uh, there would be bombing runs by beastmen before, you know, everything went to hell. <laughs> it just means that they also have defensive operations that we need to effectively counter. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So I just thought that that was really interesting. But uh, but going back to um, you know Wings of the Goddess storyline and 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 timeline, um, I've spent a little bit of time trying to exactly figure out where we are as far as the Crystal War storyline uh, in the missions in and of himself, and it seems as if we're even before the alliance formed by juno uh during the course of the crystal war so we're pre-battle of juno and we're also pre-battle of tavnasia and these i mean these are two huge monumentous uh landmarks in uh, in the history of vanadil so i'm curious if we actually get to play these or you know if we're going to be seeing them in cutscenes. you know how i i would really yeah i would really 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 enjoy playing the battle of juno that would be so cool um there's a lot of screenshots from before wings of the goddess was released of zones that are not released yet oh really so, like, um, one of them is um, Castle's Val. Yes, that's you true. Know, that is very you, true. You know that that's what it was in a screenshot, but you can't get to the Northlands yet. Right. Keyword, um, yet. I think... Uh, I, I always thought one of them was Tavnasia, but I'm not, like, outside. You know when you're looking at Blue Blade Fell? Mm-hmm. And there's, you know... That, that piece of land that comes up and there's like the arch underneath it and uh, I always thought one of the screenshots could be from on top of that. Oh, interesting. But uh, I haven't gone back to look since it's come out to see if, you know, the one I thought might have been Tavnasia uh, is actually something else. Huh. 
Well, there, I, I've also uh, been made aware of the, there are a couple of zone dats that have been uh, hidden away in the dat files for a while. And, uh, you know, wondering if we're ever going to see the emergence of those um, in, in the possible future. I'm not sure when they were added or when they were discovered. I know that the uh, YouTube video has been posted since uh, sometime in 2007. Uh, but it's just, it's very interesting to see these, you know, these zones that may, you know, may have even been considered at one time um, and and wondering if maybe they will might come up for reconsideration and where exactly in the uh, you know the atlas of Von Adil, if you were uh, where exactly these zones would be yeah like being able to go over to Busidine Glacier and Zarkbard and fighting campaign battles there to try and you know, unite the nations, take down the Shadow Lord. Yeah, take down the Dark Kindred. Yeah, good luck with that. That's going to say, f- f- finally stick it to the Shadow Fang and Shadow Hand and Shadow Eye and Shadow Shadow Morris. everything. <laughs> uh, and they're cheating. Oh, they're, they're, those, those NPCs are so, so brutal. <laughs> yeah, like, like Shadow Hand chasing um, our resident... Uh, troublemaker viceroy bashing him in the back of the head with a retribution then two seconds later a full swing you know yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm glad you brought up viceroy because uh i i almost forgot again i i totally when i was thanking people uh last episode for uh help with cop i totally forgot viceroy and i feel like such an ass for doing that so uh viceroy definitely helped me out he helped me out take down promathia he came both nights to to my promathia fight and uh totally helped us kick ass so uh viceroy i'm so sorry i forgot you but uh i'm i i didn't this time so um one of the other uh things that was talked about in the uh game watch interview was the new it was the format for the new missions and storylines how they seeming they're seeming to go between uh you know actual missions as far as um you know standard missions between all three of the nations and then kind of submission quests that have to be fulfilled as a prerequisite uh, to continuing storyline missions. And is this going to be the new format that we're going to start seeing for missions uh, in the future? And it seems that Square Enix said yes, that this is the the format that we're going to be seeing. So uh, I'm curious, do you guys like this new format as opposed to, you know, mission, mission, mission and and quests being this kind of uh, separate, yeah, uh, separate optional fill in some of the gaps thing. What do you guys think? I I kind of like it myself because um, I was definitely going crazy on quests for quite a while, and it gave me some in-depth looks at the inner workings of Bastok, Sandaoria, Windurst. It was really, really eye-opening, and seeing the missions, you know, just barely skim the surface, it seems that it just felt like a little bit of a letdown. So seeing that they're taking these steps to further introduce this world and, you know, give us as much as they can without, you know, making a, uh, a paradox. It's really, really nice just to see Square Enix's storytelling being at the forefront. The reason that I like this new format is that it allows for individuality among the nations, which we haven't really seen since, you know, the original rank 10 missions way back when. What this does, instead of just giving everyone the same central storyline, you know, you have three different ones that you can follow based on where your, your loyalties lie. And at the same time, since it's, it allows anybody to do any of the quests, you don't have to worry about, you know, missing out like, oh, well, I can't find anybody to do Bastok missions because everybody's Windurstian. You know, right, because you can you can actually go back and and do uh, the other nation's quests without having to you know switch allegiance or anything. Exactly. So it, it it's you know it's the same thing that all the missions used to have, but now it's introducing more of uh, you know uh, pride toward your own own nation and individuality and whatnot. I'm kind of a fan because uh, they give you a lot of money when you're doing these quests. <laughs> <laughs> The items that you get from some of them are, are pretty uh, pretty good. Uh, the adamant ingot is the first one that came to mind. I, I think when I got that, I was like, "Oh man, 100k somewhere around there." Still, it's like you're you're giving no, it's like me this fifty now. <laughs> yeah, whereas in Windurst, you just get a myth kebab. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I'm not sure I'm a fan of Wings of the Goddess right now. Um, I think no mission design is better than the Chains of Promethea. I'm a fan of the capped battles, other than you know maybe needing some more inventory space to hold on to some capped gears. Uh, I really like that. I, I haven't been able to get into Wings of the Goddess that much. Well, it's also you know uh, still still really early. You know, as far yeah, as missions yeah. go, we only have a couple. Have you done all the quest lines from all three nations? No, I haven't done all the quests. Ah. Uh, not since I, like the last time they added stuff. I would suggest going and doing that, then forming your opinion. I, I, I actually, well, I mean, because, because I have, I haven't done the stock yet, you know, in in the stock. I, I mean, you guys are always under attack. That's why I don't want to go there. It's not really a safe neighborhood. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, trying to do as, missions there too is annoying. Whenever you're having to wait for besiege to actually end to get the mission, because they're always under attack. As 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 far as like Sandy goes though, like 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 I'm always putting Sandy down. I'm not a big Sandy fan, but in the past, Sandy is actually really cool, and the characters that they have in their cutscenes are some of my favorites. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, I I like the young Griffin storyline. It's a good one. All right, so uh, so moving on from uh, from some of the Wings of the Goddess stuff that was talked about in this Game Watch interview, uh, they did talk about some of the new relic sets for the uh, Treasures of Aragon jobs. Um, so it it appears, it, it, and and they said a couple of times, or maybe this was just something that I saw in one of the write ups that uh, they pointed to the to the art that they used on the news update, and they were like, that has clues in it well, yeah, uh, it's like a, a puppet master fighting a statue or something right yeah yeah it, yeah yeah that's that it did didn't they say that uh, that 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 particular piece of art they were like that that has hints as to something so maybe statues drop puppet master gear it's uh, yeah <laughs> like uh, like we're not it's not it's not going to be some new system that we're going to have to use for getting relic equipment like you know the treasures jobs will be dropping in dynamis i think that that's all that they're saying there it's a pretty Which, safe you know, bet I, I don't know yeah, well i i think so i mean i know that they said at one point that they were going to try to find a different way but if you think about it you know with uh and, and they could tie some the wings of the goddess with all these adventurers going to the past now all of a sudden puppet masters blue mages and corsairs are in the past so of course the possible future is going to be affected by them as well. So, I mean, that's an easy way to justify it, but um, I, yeah, I guess I'm, that I'm makes glad, sense. I'm glad it turns tank. out this way, this way too, because myself, until I level the jobs, I'm not going to go into a whole new battlefield just to get them their armor. Sorry, yeah. Guys, yeah. Just, not unless there's something in it for me. You know how I am. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that's, that's definitely a big announcement that, uh, you know that first of all, that relic sets are coming out for uh, for those three jobs: puppet master, corsair, and blue mage. Um, and that apparently we're going to be seeing them in dynamis, and and also that the cost of dynamis will be lowered. So, Woo. yeah, that's, more accessible to everybody. Yeah, all right, that's uh, that's fantastic. Um, so. I, I don't know if this was talked about much at the the premier site summit, but they seem to uh, mention it and give it credence that they are working on merit abilities for the new wings of the goddess jobs, uh, scholar and dancer. Uh, so that's that definitely is another announcement, an exciting announcement for all those scholars and dancers out there. Um, I but, think they said uh, just tier one for now. Right, right. And uh, do we? I don't know. Is is that something that we're going to be seeing in uh, the new update in September? I don't know if it's going to be that soon. Um, I don't know that they said it was that update, but if it's not that one, I'd probably be the next one. Yeah, yeah, I think that that's probably a safe bet. But uh, it's good to know that they are working on them and considering them. I, I, I pretty much assumed that from the bat that they were, you know, that they wouldn't just like not give them meritable abilities. Um, so that that that's definitely something to look forward to. Uh, so, uh, I don't know. Is that, does that cover most everything from the game watch interview? I, I feel like it I does. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much. So I can remember at least. They, they do talk about, well, I guess they glance over some battle tweaks for a few jobs that haven't gotten any so far. Yeah. Well, I, I forget which jobs they cited. Did they cite anyone um, specific? 
I know Red Mages haven't got their update thing yet. Um, Summoners and ninjas. Yeah, oh, they, yeah, they, they did talk about, uh, uh, you know, new avatars. And they said something about that at last year's Fan Fest. Here, here's something I want to point out to you guys. And, uh, and you, know, you can cut this if you think that if, if it's going too far into spoilers. And if anybody hasn't gotten this far, I apologize. But if you are caught up in Wings of the Goddess missions, there are more than one Kate Sith. It's like they're a race. That could very possibly be a new summon. That's very mm. interesting. That's that, that's a, a an interesting variation on the idea of of summoning yeah. there. So, yeah, yeah not not entirely, you know, out of the uh, out of the question. So, I think that could be plausible because that reminds me of things like the land of the summons and things like that. Yeah, it's it is possible, but uh, but they they also said that there was going to be more than one. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that. The question remains: you know, who is it actually going to be? Uh, Square oh, Enix what? likes to likes to throw some curveballs in there, so I'm 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 real curious as to what we're going to be seeing. I think yeah, we're also I'm- still kind of hoping to see some of the treasures of Oregon ones because we've been getting promised avatars since since before Wings of the Goddess when when treasures was a big one. So I'm still wondering if we're hopefully going to be seeing something from that storyline first because you know we saw Venrir when it came with Rise of the Zillar and then we saw Diablos with Chains of Promethea. So we're kind of hoping to maybe get something from treasures. <laughs> That's that's interesting. Maybe the the two summons that we've been promised one is going to be TOAU and the other one is going to be Wings. Yeah, and it's not like we don't have um, that we don't have options of the avatars because there's two that immediately come to mind for treasures and. Let's see how many in wings. <laughs> <laughs> at, the, at the same time, though, I mean, Ixion was a pretty big curveball. I mean, I don't think anybody's seen that coming, you know. So it, it might not even be like you know we're thinking. Well, it could be Odin, it could be Alexander, it could be Ixion, it could be Kate Sith. They might be like, hey, guess what? Here's Typhoon. Yeah, or or here's <laughs> you know just way out of nowhere, and it's like okay, cool, we'll take it. Yeah, yeah, it'd be it'd be interesting to find out because I, I remember there was talk of uh, you know before we actually wings of the goddess coming out, the screenshots <laughs> of the fairies, and people were like, oh, that's the new, it has to be the new summons, and Self. yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, that's that's what uh, what some of the speculation was. So it'll be yeah, that'll be really interesting. I'm I'm I'm. Curious to see what's uh, what's going to happen. Ultimate so. summon, Ultros. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I uh, think we're just so desperate to see new avatars that almost any time any new uh, creatures release, we're like, oh, it's going to be an avatar. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, there's a Gulkin named Hatbag. I bet he's the new avatar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I was aiming for the ladybug. Uh. <laughs> That's uh Enix <laughs> brings you your exclusive new avatar, the Choco Deity Dunkle. <laughs> and Nero is screwed. Uh, they'd have to bring him back from the dead. <laughs> to, to, to attain the Dunkle deity, all you have to do is sacrifice a chocoling to a Dark Knight NPC. <laughs> Zed, come here. Oh, man. <laughs> and then go kill bird-related mobs with a sword a hundred times. <laughs> with, and then you have to finish it with drain. <laughs> oh, man. Thanks, guys. Thanks. <laughs> you opened yourself up. It's no problem. <laughs> uh, so that pretty much takes care of uh, everything that was... Uh, most everything that was talked about in that Game Watch interview. Although I have to highly recommend go and read it. Go read it. And also uh, make sure to check out the uh, write-ups and the Q&As that were posted on all of the premier sites, including our friends at uh, FFX Cyclopedia and FFXI uh, Vault over at IGN.com. So uh, I want to thank you guys for joining us. Uh, it's been uh, been real fun talking about the, the summit and uh, you know speculating on some of the stuff that we might be seeing in the future for Final Fantasy XI. So uh, once again, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. Uh, stay tuned for Fan Fest and keep your fingers crossed. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I can just imagine the limit breaking news of the announcement of Fan Fest is just a bunch of people screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Oh my Woo! god, let's go! <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, and Dash, I want to thank you for uh, joining us as well. Uh, I I know that uh, that we didn't get to talk to you as much as we we liked, but uh, it was it was good having you again. Well, it was a great learning experience because you know getting in on this information first is real nice. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Johnny. Thanks, Noble. <laughs> yes, and uh, and and thanks for uh, thanks for hanging out. Uh, just want to uh, remind you guys: www.limitbreakradio.com is the website. Make sure to check it out. Uh, we've still got the donation campaign going, and especially with uh, you know the uh, pending announcement of uh, Fan Fest, you know we can always use those dollars. And and thank you to all of our Star Breakers that have been donating. You guys have been very generous and uh, we really appreciate it we've been able to raise just under seven hundred dollars so far and uh, that's going to help us out enormously when it comes to getting out to fan fest and uh, covering our our travel cost and uh, that's all in the hopes of uh, just bringing you the uh, the the great fan fest coverage that we brought you from last year's event so uh, and and hopefully Ghani and Opal we will be seeing you out there as well and, and uh, his mom <laughs> and and hopefully spaz's mom yes and spaz <laughs> yeah yeah and if things go well spaz as well um so uh yeah really guys uh thank you for joining us and hopefully we'll be uh we will be seeing you as well as sage sunday at uh the fan fest this year definitely <laughs> So that uh, pretty much wraps it up for uh, this edition of Limit Breaking News. I'm Nero. Keep listening. Final Fantasy, Tetramaster, and Vonadeel are registered trademarks of Square Enix. Square Enix and Play Online are trademarks of Square Enix. Limit Break Radio and its hosts are solely responsible for its content. 